Followers. What it, followers will will Biggs bring to the show? I wonder. Mm, the, I'm sure my following right? theater yeah. people. <laughs> what is the costume of uh, a member of the cult of Biggs? Tutu. Oh, what he's wearing right now? Pink tutu <laughs> and a <laughs> turtleneck. Well, <laughs> what's <Turtleneck. laughs> <laughs> surprising to me? Cigarette candy, cigarettes. Yeah, and a Superman cape. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> pink tutu, turtleneck, and a Superman cape. Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. And the worst Robert Evans uh, impression. Uh, ever. I gotta say, God, what the fuck? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna? Is a kid in the show? Is a kid in the movie? Come on, is a kid in the movie? I don't know. Like I said, the worst Robert Evans impression <laughs> ever. That's that's wow. part of it. It was. If you do a good impression, you're not allowed in the cult of Bigs. Well, there you go. Mm. You're you're pretty much not allowed on Geek Shock. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a minute. Yeah. Are you saying? Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> Nobody is saying that. No one, nobody's <laughs> saying anything, Bubby. What would? <laughs> oh, I'm being released from my tomb. Oh, no. Oh, Mumra speaks. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. That, that, that makes uh, one of us. Michael Caine is Mumra. Oh, <laughs> yeah, God. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ancient. Spirits of evil. Ancient spirits of evil. Where's my, what's that little dog's name? Marmot. 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 Come over here. <laughs> or I will kick you uh, through the ceiling. Say, uh, shut up, Vulture Man. <laughs> shut up, Vulture Man. Wait, no. No, <laughs> no, wait. no not quite. Oh, oh. I gotta get the. Smoking and whiskey, Michael Caine. Dude, shut up, Voltal Man. Vulture Man? Voltron Man? Voltron Man. Voltage Shut man? up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, Zardos. <laughs> oh, wow. Marmot. 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 I just got Marmot. that. Like 30 years later, I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> you see the... The, well, jokes, the jokes of Thundercats were just a little too up here for him. Yeah, a little bit. At least it's not one of those deathbed kind of like, I finally get it. <sighs> there you go. You nope, don't know. Nope. I could keel over now. You know <laughs> yeah. what my diet is like. Yeah, all those yeah, candy cigarettes. Yes, I cigarettes. do. It's all those candy cigarettes. And whiskey. And I had a Amongst other there. liquors. <laughs> there, there's your autobiography title. Candy cigarettes and whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> the great. life and times of Barry William <laughs> Jonathan. A great John A title. Yeah, yeah. Just and just have a like a lightsaber on a panel of wood, you know, like a wood table, just sitting there. And some and and just like the old tops baseball cards, the 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 autobiography would come with that stick of gum that's ancient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. Uh, that had that bubblegum taste for. Two seconds. Yes. Two seconds. And then yeah. it disintegrates in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Turns did you ever have the, the the gag was it was a pouch of chewing tobacco, but it was the big oh, league chew? Big yeah. league chew. What do you mean? Did we have it? Yes. I grew up Everybody in America. Had I had big league chew. It's part of the zeitgeist. Actually. Yeah. Did you ever have the. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I was not allowed to have that when I was a kid. <laughs> well, because, well, what? Because my mom thought it would be a, quote, vehicle to actual chewing tobacco. There you go. And I'm like, what's chewing tobacco? To be fair, <laughs> to in be Barry's fair. case, 
it did lead to candy cigarettes. That's true. <laughs> I can quit any time I want. That's what you say. Any time I want, I put one in my mouth. Let me tell you, somebody who's been in the trenches for all this time. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shack number 682. <laughs> I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Flarg. And with featuring special guest star, Professor Biggs. And we're to talk week and geek. Oh, wow. A full table. <laughs> oh, nice, my goodness. Isn't it? Professor Biggs, good to see you. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, I'll, you can uh, go now. Okay. <laughs> right. Thanks, Alex. That's enough. <laughs> we like these cameos. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just take my candy cigarettes and go. Oh, oh, wow. oh, oh I'm oh. upset. Uh, well, see, you say that, but... Yeah, I do. You know, I no, brought the no. special. I brought yeah, Lucky no. Lights oh, and uh, oh, Old Roundup. Barry's an Old Roundup man himself. Yeah, Old Roundup and right of course, here. Uh, Stallion is my uh, apparently mm-hmm. go-to brand. Yeah. Stallion, really? <laughs> I'm surprised they don't have a brand gelding. <laughs> oh, that's coming. That's those are the clove uh, candy n- cigarettes. Actually, no, it isn't. If you want the quality beef gelatin flavor of Roundup, oh. there's only one place to get that. God. Roundup yeah. candy cigarettes. I've got some beef gelatin for you. I'm sure you do. No, that's pork. That's true. I'm Polish. It's pork. Kielbasa. Yeah, it's kielbasa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that sound you're hearing. <laughs> that's, that's Steve Biggs shooting his candy cigarettes. He's pulling an owl from the... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. There, there are de- decisions right now I'm regretting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to, to bring you regret makes me happy. Uh, Kofi members. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to throw it Segway. out there. In case you weren't aware, uh, episode one of King's Dilemma is now available for you on the Google Drive. And we are working on a solution for you so that you can now stream that audio content versus just having to download it from the drive. I know you've been clamoring for it, and it's coming. So a little more patience, and we'll have it there for you. Uh, Stay tuned. Yes. Have we really reached that point in life where it's too much of a... uh, It's too difficult to just download something. We have to stream it. Yes. And it's too difficult to have to poke at Google Drive to go and find, go into a folder, yeah. find a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. yeah. Just give That's them a link. Right. We'll figure it out. Yes, it's gonna be good. Exactly. It's like it's like when I go to somebody's house to watch a movie and they're too lazy to get up and get the DVD for something, but they'll spend a fucking hour looking for it on a streaming service instead of just taking the Well, that's the their Blu-ray fault for not the... using justwatch.com. <laughs> Which will tell you where a movie is streaming and how much it costs or if it's free. Really? What's it called? Google usually does just that Just watch.com. Well, that sounds like an ad, but it's totally yeah, not because I'm legit interested in that. It really yeah. did sound like an ad. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. Brought to you by Carl's Jr. Yes. Not by candied cigarettes. Which brought to you by Roundup. Candy cigarettes. <laughs> uh, the beef or, gelatin. Is or good. Lucky what Lights. Brondo, the thirsty or later. Stallion. Or, or, oh, my God. <laughs> I just... Wait, that joke's going to happen seven more times. Dude. The show. <laughs> uh, I hate... It's funny. I hate... I loathe smoking so much that even candy cigarettes <laughs> just irritate the living shit out of me. I just, I hate it so much. Well, maybe if you try it, oh, like yeah. one of the cool kids. Yeah. Don't you want to be one of the cool So what you're saying is this is a non-candy cigarette smoking house. Yes. Ah. I you feel t- oppressed. You two are... I know. 
<laughs> you two what do you want? Like, on. what about we want, we want bubble gum cigars? We can get you those. Ooh. Uh, those were cool. <laughs> a little big league chew. Little. Oh, so now we're a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> Did they make, no, cigarettes are just gross. And but but cigarettes, cigars are okay. Yeah, cigarettes yeah. are gross. Cigars are okay as long as you don't smoke them in the house because you'll never get that smell out. Yeah, yeah. Right. Cigars can be a little yeah. strong, but this. Cigars give you a reason to have a smoking jacket. And cigars don't <laughs> smell like you lit some shit on fire. I always used to marvel at these people that would be like uh, cigarette, or excuse me, cigar smokers in their cars. Oh. Like you used to see those. Like oh, it yeah. was, it was typically somebody driving a Cadillac, smoking a cigar, and I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, they are never going to be able to sell that car if they, <laughs> if anything, if if they trade that in for the next model or whatever. They might as well just write that off. That was the guy up the street for me. His name was Tony Massey, and he had a cigar hanging out of one hand. Was, he had one hand on the wheel of his Buick something or other, this giant thing. And, uh, yeah, he he, yeah. he he would smoke in the cigar. In the wow. Thing. And it, was, he, it was gross. And he killed people for a living. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was a lawyer, so he's worse. Oh. 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 He got the killers off, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> What what geeky things you do this week, Lissa? Oh, oh my God! All right, fine. I'll do Biggs. it up front. All right, Biggs wants to start with what's going on in my mouth. Fine, what, what you got? All right, so I'll be interested to see how the Midwest boys. What? Okay, I'll be interested to see how <laughs> the Midwest just, just boys. Just me? <laughs> well, Todd. Todd, yeah. Uh, face off against the other guys. I've already gotten a reaction earlier from Kirsten. <clears throat> what are you going to treat Joe's, cow pies? What is it? Trader Joe's? <laughs> Trader uh-huh. Joe's has cow pies. Uh, they are <laughs> chocolate flavored. Anyway, they have something called crispy, crunchy okra. Oh. It's baked okra. Uh, I hate okra anyway. What? I'm not a fan of okra either. What? Okra. That's, that's more of a South thing. Yeah, that's a Southern <laughs> thing than <laughs> Midwest. Okra is the choice you make when you hate yourself. I, I thought that was kale. It. I love it. I mean, I'll try one. Yeah, we'll try it, obviously. I mean, right. Yeah, I'm not going to. I mean, I, I mean, you have me at crispy and crunchy, but okra? Eh. See, that's. But okay. Oh, that's it's a whole piece. piece. Wow, that's like a, chips. Yeah. <laughs> he pulls well, out a whole that's piece of okra. At all. I didn't realize that was so big. I'm going to put the whole thing in my mouth. Yes. <laughs> So, here's my thing about okra. So, my family's from Oklahoma. You have a thing about okra. (laughs) I do have a thing about okra. Yeah. I will be the first to admit, if you do not fry that okra crisp, yeah, it's gross. It's disgusting. Yeah. Tastes like you got worms in your mouth. This is baked. (laughs) This is a baked... Baked okra. Oh, so it's supposed to be healthy. Yes. Which is why I I started getting it. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why I started... Ingredients. Okra, rice bran oil, salt. So okay, I am holding Pure. on to an actual just chunk of whole yeah. okra. It's yeah. a whole piece of okra. What side do you eat it from? I guess oh, you eat I the whole thing, with, yeah. I used to go from this because that's the crunchiest part, the, from the this. top, and then it gets <laughs> from the head. Gets, it gets more. I wish mm. I had some water because I just took a sip of wine and now I'm like, <laughs> wine is, flavored going to be bad. Uh, all right, I, I want that description. Uh, why do you eat it the way you do? Uh, the more you get into the length of the baked okra, down the, the shaft. You mean, yeah, down the, the more shaft, you work the, the more shaft. You work, work you work the, the shaft. shaft okay, the yeah. shaft starts to come apart, and you get the like these little slivers of vegetable material. That... Sounds like you're not doing it right. <laughs> oh, you, well, maybe I should start from the shaft and work my way to the hard crispy part. <laughs> 
Mm. The head. Ah, just oh, Jeff Goldblum. I, like it, <laughs> oh. I, I don't oh. even know what's happening. I see how oh, this is going to go. Oh God! All right, so it's your choice: pointy end or hard. <laughs> I don't give a first. shit. <laughs> I'm just gonna eat it from right. the middle. All right, here we go. All right. Mm, oh, it's not bad, right? It's like a, it's just a vehicle for a little bit of salt. Mm. You don't even, it, the, the, the okra taste is baked out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is what really good fried okra tastes like. It literally has like no flavor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's There's like, um, it. you ever had crispy seaweed and they yeah. don't put any salt on it? Yeah. That's what this tastes like. Okay. Crispy seaweed with no salt. That's, okay, there's a little uh, there's a little there's a little vegetal flavor in there. Yeah. Vegetal I can taste is a little, the right word. Of course I have a more discerning palate than my friends, so Oh no. <laughs> there's a there's a ghost in the room. <laughs> Crispy okra. Glad I've tried it. Probably won't do it that again. <laughs> Not gonna order that. No. Well you don't have to, it's written right on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to seal that. Yep. Seal in that flavor. Oh, yes. Then light it on fire. And flush it down oh, the toilet. See, you can light it on fire, but it's in a foil bag. So congratulations. So you're saying I'll be foiled? You be, yes, you will. Chris is foiled again. Indeed. Ah, now it's in my teeth. I'm going to get that okra yeah, flavor. Yeah, yeah. That, is, that is the other drawback. And, that, and, and once it's Lingering hydrated, it's starting to get that okra slime. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, well. Mm, no. Look at <laughs> Steve is just like, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, yeah. That's the good part. You feel like the trashy girl on prom night with the okra slime. <laughs> Where the In hell the did you go to prom? <laughs> <laughs> I said the trashy girl. Oh, yeah. What? What? Oh, I'm sorry, Mister. The trashy girls at my school were classy. Oh no, dude. I went to high school down the street from Jeff. Uh, <laughs> it, it, all the girls are trashy. <laughs> Je- Jeff is just nodding sagely. He, kno- he knows. He knows from experience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, aside from bringing <laughs> awful things to the show, uh, what else you do there, uh, Biggs? So um, I'm doing a show. Sense of sensibility. One more weekend. If you find yourself in the Southern California area before April 9th, we close on Easter. It's Sense and Sensibility set in the Regency era. So you just need to add tentacles, and you got some Regency Cthulhu uh, going. But it isn't. No, it is. It I can't say it's straight sense and sensibility because it's a, it's it is sense and sensibility, but there's wacky things like we also play dogs and horses, and I play a gate at a certain point, and I what? have I the have fuck? gone obviously a black box theater. Uh, <laughs> It is a small theater. It's it's proscenium style, though. I did not Hmm. know Ionesco wrote an adaption of Sense and Sensibility. It is is almost that wacky, actually. Um, It sounds like it. Yeah. But on the other hand, it is that story. And And so I was very happy on Sunday. I have a line that every now and then, and Sunday was one of those days, that gets an audible gasp from the audience. And I'm and part and part of my brain that's paying attention to the back and forth between the performer and the audience was like, yeah, and I like, saw so it to be very, very, very sincere, Miss Dashwood, and um, yeah, so it's 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 fun. I mean, but what's the line, man? 
Well, I want to spoil it for the people that might show up. Oh, my God. <laughs> show up in Southern California. Okay. Before dude. April 9th at Costa Mesa Playhouse. How, what? how about you say it, then I'll beep it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I tell this whole story about my... Yes, you did. You did. Okay. <laughs> well, to make a long story short... Too late. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. So far, he said some words, and uh, the audience gasped, and he smiled on the inside. That's what I've yeah, heard. That's it. There that's the story. Yeah. Hey, that's... Steve. Hey. Yeah? Hey. Yeah? Good story. <laughs> it is. And here's how it gets better. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. Um, all right. So. <laughs> all right. So. Yes. Preamble <laughs> as you set yourself up to start the story again. No ums, no errs, not you know you knows. To yeah. Tell the story. Yeah. Okay. So the line is this. <laughs> Oh my oh, God! Let, going let me Jared Leto. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> who do I need actors. to send uh, Ratchet to in the mail? Um, anyway, Barry. Okay. Yeah. Um, here's the line. She is 15, and now she is with child. Thank you. <gasps> Thank you. That's it. Wow. Okay. So well, no, there's. <laughs> you fuckers edited the whole story. You took all the context oh, out of it. That was our fault. Oh, wait, it's wait, your wait. fault. What? It's entirely your fault. <laughs> when you said, I say a line that gives an audible gasp. It does I give thought, an audible okay, gasp. I, th- I understand that it would get a gasp in context. Yes. That we wa- I thought maybe you said something like horrific. No. I don't well, know. It do- it's Regency yeah. era of uh, England. Right now, right now, Barry is illustrating how all of us have been in Nevada way too long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 15 well, and with child. Yeah, okay. so what? Okay. okay. Right. So, yeah, it does yeah, go that's... with the whole Barry's high, trashy high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That means it's there are no, what else you got? There, there are no Barry's around. running around. <laughs> let, you know, Holy shit. I worked at I worked at a subway in Whitehall, Pennsylvania. Yes. Which is right out of uh, right outside of Allentown. Pretty much your rednecky trashy part of Pennsylvania <laughs> where the local high school had a daycare center. Hmm. We had one in my high school, too. There you go. There was one in Corona after I left. Yeah. But. <laughs> Todd <laughs> looks at Barry like, yeah, Barry. Uh, no, no. There's no daycare center at uh, my high school. <laughs> Points. They just put him to work. No, they had to. They, they took all the money for that, and they put it into a uh, uh, metal detector. Why, why didn't Joel write a... Um, a line about having a daycare in the high school when he wrote Allentown. That's what I want to know. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, They've yeah. taken so anyway, all so the kids out of town. They're, <laughs> they're down in the boiler room. <laughs> so I'm doing that. The other thing, um, again, thanks to Kirsten recommending Monster Talk. Um, they had a couple of, again, they, it's a skeptical look at our usual cryptids and other kinds of paranormal stuff. And it's really, it's a great podcast, Monster Talk. And they had a couple of authors on there talking about their new book, Abominable Science. And it's Daniel Loxton, and I can't remember the guy's first name, but his last name is Prothero. And it's called Abominable Science. And it's basically taking a skeptical look at all of the famous cryptids. Abominable Snowman, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, Mukele Mbembe, uh, and Sea Serpents. It is... Very entertaining, but and very well researched. 
to the point where almost every page has at least three three to six footnotes that are at the end of the book. And I made the mistake early on of flipping back and forth between those to try to find, okay, what are they referencing here? And it's always just, you know, your usual reference, the title of the book, author, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, I, I can hold off on those till the end. Um, and, um, and, uh, I, you know, I need to smoke. Freaking addict. Um, and, we uh, can quit anytime we want. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> it, it really is. And um, I just love the 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 completely unfocused taking it out of the box while he's relating the story. Yes, like, you, it's like, you heard it happen, everyone. That was the box opening. The, he, all he was missing was the tap. And yeah, right. Yeah. There we go. What's the name of the it's, book it's again? Become a Abominable Science, and um, and it's it's really good. It's really well researched, and if if you harbor any ill will towards Barry, well, I mean that's a given. Oh, okay. But if you if you harbor any illusions that any of these cryptids actually exist, this book will break your heart, <laughs> and because and especially in the case of Loch Ness monster. Oh yes, because there's nothing in that lake but fish, and but the point that they do make is, and and they even talk about this on Monster Talk is, you know, a lot of their colleagues give them shit about doing this show about monsters, and they said, well, but here's the thing, people are interested in it, and you can often use these as a, a vehicle for talking about how real biological science is done or real paleontology is done or et cetera, et cetera. And they said, and the other thing too is a lot of, you know, it's much like the space program or any other, you know, line of investigation. There are um, unintended advantages or not, not consequences, but, it, you know, things that come out of it that's like, oh, it does actually add to our knowledge. For instance, for the longest time, people thought Loch Ness was, quote-unquote, a bottomless lake. No, it's 742 feet deep, thanks to all the sonar <laughs> sweeps that they've done up and down the lake. We know how deep Loch Ness is. We also know how many fish are in it by volume. <laughs> and we know that actually seals make their home in Loch Ness because of all the people out there on the shore with binoculars and telescopes going, oh, I think I see, uh, is that a seal? I think it's a seal. There's a seal out in the lock. There's a bunch of seals out in the lock. And look at how they dive into the lake and their backs roll as they dive in line. Hmm, hmm, <laughs> I wonder if all of those humps in the water could fool somebody into thinking that there might be Humping seals will do that. Yeah, yeah. Humping, you go. Yeah, and then I mean, there's things like if you go back and, like, I grew up on those books. I grew up on the Ivan T. Sanderson, you know, books and their Bernard Heuvelman's books from like the '60s and '70s. And if you go back to the original accounts of like the Sir Edmund Hillary expedition to to Mount Everest, where you know we started getting our first, what's this thing called a yeti? What's that? Well, yeti is a term that the people in the Himalayas use to talk about anything monstrous. Anything, so, I mean, they could be talking about a tiger and call it a yeti. 
they could be talking about a bear and call it a Yeti. And in fact, if you go back and look at those earliest reports, they'll say, yes, and we tracked this for miles. And then usually the uh, cryptid text will cut off the next few lines, which say, we tracked this for miles to a bear cave, actually. <laughs> and it's like in the very earliest accounts, they all end up saying, oh, yeah, it's a Himalayan brown bear that has that has done this thing where its front paw will go here and then the back paw will step in that same footprint in the snow and leave this elongated looking you know like almost a human foot like thing and then of course it melts and refreezes and melts and refreezes and then the bigfoot the term sasquatch actually originally referred to another tribe of indians with long hair <laughs> very tall a very tall uh, tribe of indians with long hair and then over the years this legend of these long-haired wild men so it's the know, cherokee started. the iroquois and the sasquatch in the sasquatch yeah huh. but again that was a term that this tribe had for any other tribe basically but specifically this one that had the, you know the, where the warriors grew their hair long. for any other but specifically this one yeah yeah but i mean they could have you know. No, yeah. And then the term Bigfoot came around because of a very well-known Monster hoax. truck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very well-known hoax. A guy yes. heard the Sasquatch, Sasquatch legends, heard about these very tall, and he just, he made these giant yeah. plaster feet and just tramped all around his yeah. oil rig <laughs> and said, oh, yeah, that's real. I saw this thing, and oh, look at these footprints. And it's like. Okay, but what are these things that we found behind your tool shed? Yeah, <laughs> these are plaster casts. I made it that. Footprint. I made it there those you go. feet. That's why they match. Well, so you know what's funny is I remember watching documentary things and like they would he he would actually talk about it, put on the plaster thing, and run around. So. <laughs> yeah, but even with all that, on his deathbed. He actually said, "Yeah, yeah, it's all a hoax. It never and 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 it's still." There's still people that just cleave to it. It's amazing. Yeah, and the and the guy that wore the the Bigfoot suit in the famous oh yeah yeah Miller, he again he was old. He goes yeah it's me. And then they came out and did an odd documentary. He actually demonstrated the walk, and they just did a, a corridor crew about it where somebody's actually gone through and stabilized that video, and they are like that's a suit. That's obviously a suit. And they again, they were talking about it on Monster Talk, and, and they were saying, yeah, the, the weird thing is it's supposed to be a female, but that female book, Bigfoot's been to, been to Beverly Hills because those are the perkiest, firmest breasts I've ever seen on a, on a primate before. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, it's a really? suit. Really? That's what gets you? Oh. Well, and then the, <laughs> they, like, for instance, they zoom in on the feet, and it's like. Well, that and they're not shaved. In, like it's got a dark <laughs> we're we're yeah. gonna leave that one on the table it's got a dark <laughs> face the palms of the hands are dark soles of the feet they're whiter than i am <laughs> well that's because there's no sun on the soles of the feet God, that's so obvious what i like there's also no detail on those feet what either. i like about um monster talk is i like a lot of skeptics things who they don't approach it with mockery. Right. They 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 actually enjoy they enjoy the story of the conspiracy and then they'll sit there and they'll take it apart. Yeah. But they're also just like 
they're appreciating the fact that this is, after all, a fun story. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. Which also points out, you know, attributes to the popularity of these stories. Yeah. Because they, they, they can be fun or terrifying in the case of, you know, Legend of Boggy Creek. Uh, right. And, and they just had a guy on, I mean, it's not just on today because I'm listening to their backlog. So this is like from 19, or 19. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, it's from like 2013 it's a, it's a or long, 2014. It's an old podcast, and yeah. um, <laughs> they go way back. Yeah, and and both and the host and the guy he was talking to are, are like, I I got into paleontology because I was in love with these cryptids as a kid, and then ate all that stuff up. And then the more I started learning about how actual science works, the more I became a skeptic. But that's why I'm a paleontologist. That's why, you know, that's how I got here. That's yeah, how, I yeah. got here by really wanting these stories to be true, by really wanting to be a Bigfoot and a Nessie and a Sea Serpent and all that. I really wanted that to be true. And they both say, you know, there's this, there's this wave in cryptid, you know, quote-unquote research of, oh, you skeptics, you just scoff at everything. It's like, no, if you came to us with the body, with a corpse of a Bigfoot, and we could test it and get the DNA and everything, we would be overjoyed because that would just be another excuse to do some great science. That would just add to, you know, that would just add to knowledge. Science. If, yeah. If you came up with science. some kind of creature that lived in Loch Ness that was not a seal, and 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 we could go, wow, that's something we've never seen before or that exists in the you know paleontological record but it still exists like the coelacanth we would go that's amazing we want these to be true they're just not yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i always felt that way it's sort of like the the, the disappointment comes from ah oh. That would have been so cool. Yeah. That would have been very, very cool and interesting. And, you know, a lot of people are just like, a human being suck because they lie. Wah. You know, and it's just like, no, I'm just more along the lines of, oh, man, that would have been fun. We need to yeah. make a monster conspiracy. Do we now? Yes. Oh, <laughs> we could do a Vegas monster. I mean, Chupacabra is only 20 years old. There you go. They're all over Mexico. I mean, Jersey Devil. Oh, I'm you're sorry, Jersey Devil, yeah. I did a well, report on the Jersey Devil when I was a kid, but what kind of monster would we make? Well, it okay. definitely originates out of the Double Down restroom. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> there you oh, go. yeah. I think our monster is going to be uh, Steve Biggs, and here's why. <laughs> we'll just say that we never actually seen him. He just shows up on our recordings. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, this is a blank spot. We got up to all Pete. And all yeah. I hear is this, Get out. this godless communist. <laughs> yeah. You so are all if you say his communist. name three times into the toilet, <laughs> yeah. he pops up like a ghoulie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a weird cat yeah. thing with no. his mouth. What are so you is it? <laughs> I, I blame the okra. Would its origins be like it's a mutant child of a weird, awkward hookup in the double down? No, no, because no. Because no. of how filthy and disgusting and. And Jeff contaminated that place. What is? happened was somebody put a real cigarette in his candy cigarettes, and oh. he sat there and tapped that out, and then ate that Newport. <laughs> and oh, what's in this? <laughs> <laughs> and every Gross. step he takes is followed by a fart. <laughs> Sorry. And thus Sorry. a legend was born. <laughs> Sorry. 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 Debunk that. 
Debunk that. <laughs> Next Prove time. it. Next. Prove it doesn't exist. I dare you. Next Even on Monster not. Talk. And then, and then besides that. Uh, besides all of that, <laughs> besides is there an in search of episode two? In search of yes, <laughs> we sent our in search of team. Um, besides that, uh, again with the Jane Austen sense and sensibility, oh Regency Cthulhu. Uh, as I was walking through Barnes and Nobles, I, a title of this book caught my eye, and it's the murder of Mister Wickham, who was kind of the evil not-so-nice guy in uh, Pride and Prejudice. And I was like, oh, okay. And I read the back cover, and it's a lot of Jane Austen's characters are all together at a house party, and Mr. Wickham comes in and tries to get money out of people one way or another, and then wakes up dead. <laughs> and so then it's like a... It's like clue? A, yeah, it's kind of. It's a, it's a okay. sensibility clue edition. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, or, uh, since, or uh, uh, Murder by Death, Jane Austen... Uh, version. There you go. <laughs> and because that's exactly it, it's very much an Agatha Christie, but with Jane Austen characters. And um, and it was really interesting. And the one that and the sequel, which won't be out until May, um, is called The Late Mrs. Willoughby, which ties in directly to Sense and Sensibility. So, yeah. And I was, I was like, oh my God, that's funny. Anyway, the book is a good read. It was a good read. I was very, I'm right actually now, looking forward to this. There sequel. are all sorts of tingles running up Deb's spine, and she has no idea why. None. Yeah. She, and what's the name of that book? Uh, the Murder of Mr. Wickham. W I C K H A M. Jeff, what'd you do this week? Well, um, I've been obviously watching, because uh, I mentioned last time I was here. Uh, Picard and then started up the Mandalorian and wow both of those series are just hitting it out of the park so far I mean I've been thoroughly impressed with the last few episodes of both series and it's not like they started off bad it's just like it's like oh my god that was a really good episode and then the next episode is like holy shit how did they outdo themselves this week because I thought last week that was the peak but it just keeps going up mm -hmm. the thing, main thing I do want to talk about though is is a movie I watched it's called Tetris, and it is, it's on Apple TV Plus, which, uh, you know, sorry to say most people don't actually have a subscription to right now, which is sad to say because it's actually a really good film. It is the story of a uh, businessman, Hank Rogers, who was also a uh, programmer, and he discovers the PC version of Tetris, which had gotten leaked out of and then licensed out of Russia uh, during the Soviet Union era. This movie is the story of how he's trying to get the license for the handheld rights to go with the Game Boy and then finding out that nobody actually had the original rights to this software that was being distributed around the world at this time. Nobody had a real actual license for this software. Uh, and it's really a, a fun take on that, that story. Um, How true is it? It's mostly true. Um, okay. I did check just to make sure. Um, most of the events are true, obviously, because it's uh, based on the stories from Hank Rogers and uh, the inventor of the game, Alexei... I, I'm going to murder his Go name. For it. Go for it, Jeff. Do it. Do play play pa the Torgo Paj game. Pajitanov, who yeah, actually developed the the game. Uh, they later on become partners. 
this is just in real life. They actually uh, become partners, and they found the Tetris Corporation, which is now the owner of the license for worldwide distribution. But it's a really fascinating story of how Hank goes to Russia to try to get this license, finds out that the person that he had gotten his license from didn't really had the license to sell him his ability to program and how he's now trying to get the license from the Russian government, basically, because at that time, Hank, uh, excuse me, uh, Alexei was not allowed to own and or profit from his game that was being spread worldwide. It actually stars Taron Edgerton, famous for um, Elton John, Elton John, and then and uh, fine the young King, gentleman or whatever. Uh, <laughs> was he the guy from Kingsman? Kingsman King, is yeah. what I was trying to say, but yeah, uh, does a fantastic job of uh, playing the character because they show clips of the actual Hank at the end of the uh, the film, and it's kind of intriguing how he doesn't have the look exactly down, but he has the mannerisms and the speech pattern uh, completely down. Uh, but yeah, and they mix it in with little bits of like 8-bit animation that gets overlaid over real filmed footage, <laughs> which is a really neat way to present the story. Uh, but I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I got a free subscription to Apple TV+, and that was one that had popped up over the weekend. And I was like, I really want to watch this because I had seen the trailer a few weeks ago and then forgotten about it. But it po popped up in my suggestions over the weekend, I'm like, oh, I have to watch this. And I'm really glad I did because it's a really good film. I, it just, it, it, honestly, it kind of saddens me and not more people are going to be able to see it because, you know, while Apple doesn't release their actual numbers, there's a lot of research firms that have able, are able to look at streaming um, numbers. And it does seem like Apple TV Plus is not getting quite the amount of um, subscribers that they would like oh i can't imagine why i know right so um if you have access to apple tv plus i highly recommend checking it out uh it's a really good movie and it is a film it's it's just under it two is hours a film. long yeah yeah it is a full-on film it is not like an episodic television it is a full-on film shot as a film uh it's just under two hours long yeah i will say this, i will say this about apple plus it's Every show I've watched there and every movie I've watched there, I've really enjoyed. Yeah. And it, I mean, even Foundation, which takes a lot of liberties with the source material, I, I've really enjoyed that. Um, I wanted to bring Shrinking to the show, but I'm still not done with it. But oh, Shrinking, Shrinking is very fun. Uh, is very fun and very funny. Yeah. But and also Harrison serious. Is, yeah. It's and great yes, dramedy. Harrison Ford, holy shit. He is. His character is caring, but has that I don't give a fuck you know, attitude at the same time. It's hard to describe without watching it. Yeah. But I know nothing he's about just, that show. Uh, Jason so, Siegel yes. and Harrison Ford uh, are partners in a uh, psychiatry psych firm. Psychiatry firm. Mm. And Siegel basically has a mental breakdown I'm in sorry, the first episode. Too involved with his patients. Mm -hmm. and, and Chaos ensues. Yeah, chaos ensues. <laughs> Yeah, Wacky I hesitate. Ensue. Yeah, I hesitate to say too much more because uh, it's really worth the watch uh, if you have the ability. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's you know he has a life tragedy and he's been clearly suppressing it, hasn't been dealing with it, and then 
in an a session with one of his patients kind of basically breaks. Yeah. And from that moment on, he takes a much more involved instead of detached approach with his patients from there, which is a big no-no in that um well, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Just, it, I was going to say in therapy, voice. but it, in that industry because it has really become an industry. But uh, it has uh, really interesting implications for what the way he approaches his patients, both good and bad. Yeah, and that's really the most I could say yeah. about it without spoiling it. Right, right. because at the end, uh, the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was going to say is. About Tetris, mm -hmm. uh, and I just looked to see when the Berlin Wall fell, and and the time. It's like the year before, right? Yeah, no, because this is an eighty nine, right? And it was okay. I it is eighty nine, because yeah. I was working for Ericsson Phone Systems, and a lot of our um, a lot of our programmers were from Russia, or I guess at that point the Soviet Union, and they they'd um, defected. So they were playing Tetris on their monitors, on their breaks, and I came through and I was like, what is this game? And, like, and I'm like, oh, just watch, and blah, blah, blah. And, they'd, and I was like, oh, that looks so fun. And, and this was on, ladies and gentlemen, vector screens. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what is this game? And I was like, oh, and I, you know. I believe, I believe the movie starts in 89 and then moves into 1990, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And so it would have been right after the Berlin Wall falls... I think in the middle of the film. Okay. Even though they don't really address it, but before the Soviet Union completely collapses in, was it late ninety, early ninety one? I think something like that. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I was working at Ericsson. My brain in for history is. And so these guys had, even with and, and of course the music and everything. And oh like, yeah. What is this game? And I was just like looking at this, and they're like, "Yeah, it seems simple, but watch, it speeds up." And I was just like, "Oh." <laughs> well, that's it's. <laughs> It that is fascinating tactics. because that was how that game spread. Like, yeah. they people were handing copies to each other across Russia, mm -hmm. and then you'd have your 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 Eastern European bloc, and then they would pass on these discs to people in you know the borderlands area mm -hmm. in Eastern Europe, and then it would spread throughout you know Europe proper I mean it sounds just like it's, a, sounds like my last game of risk it just is it's <laughs> fascinating how it spread worldwide so yeah it's it, it's a it's a not entirely historic take on it but it's pretty good overall from what I read as far as the the story goes there's a little embellishment obviously sure. and some time compression but <laughs> that's what happens when you try to do a film about a couple of years worth of events in a two-hour period. So. Yeah, really. Sounds like it would make a good series. <laughs> I honestly would have thought it would be a good series, but no, I'm very happy with the way the movie came uh, out. You know what? I think movie it, uh, the movie sounds like the better route. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a certain point where you're like, okay, I see the story Cause it, here. Yeah, because at right. that point, you're, 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 you're teetering into documentary territory yeah. where <laughs> you do episodic because even if it was... You know, for dramatic purposes, you know, performed by actors, it still would be more docudrama kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And mm -hmm. I, I think the movie stands well on its own. Flarg, what'd you do? I don't care. Kirsten, God, what'd you do? Ah, <laughs> I watched Dungeons and Dragons again. Again? Yeah. Wow. Dang. Yeah. Did you count uh, spells? Uh, no. Uh, I did. I did count uh, wild shapes. There were like seven. Um, but 
I just, I actually enjoyed watching. There were bits and pieces of things I hadn't noticed at first. I really liked some of the little tiny salutes they did to uh, gaming. I don't know, Barry, if you noticed this when we first watched it. A lot of their establishing shots when they would walk into a room were from above. I didn't notice that. Like you're looking down on a game. Oh, table. really? I didn't notice. Now I want to watch it again to yes, see if they did that. Exactly. Well, I think, I think. It's it it's actually a fun idea to watch it again, so you can start seeing all the little little tiny tidbits that they did towards gaming. Because it was actually kind of fun to do that. I didn't actually see any dice. Did you? No. I, I'm and told you know there's a what? lot of Easter eggs in there. I'm sure I didn't see them all. You know, and that's kind of interesting because somewhere in there, why not have something with dice? But you're right. I don't think uh, I don't think they ever did anything. So anyway, I, I but I enjoyed watching it again. It was just it was fun. Um, hmm. You know, like I said, not the D and D movie I would have made, but uh, there you go. Good story. So, Anything else? Yeah. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. We're uh, a little distracted because Steve Biggs is doing the full smoking thing with the candy totally cigarettes, rubbing you know? it in that he's smoking. And oh, it's just, is he, what is he doing it better than you? Irritating <laughs> the li- y- yes, yes, he's doing yes. it more thoroughly, there, and it's irritating like the living shit out of me. Oh, it's great. It's great. Oh, Jesus, Jesus coughing, Christ. blowing it out, and the whole business uh, flicking God. the ass. He's, he's like Fred and Barney uh, <laughs> for their Lucky Strike commercial. <laughs> Hey, Bon, have a lucky strike. Yeah, they um, put a turtleneck on it, sure. Yeah. Hey, Fred. I read a review. <laughs> Wait, what? What? You I read act- a review? Yeah, well, it was Congratulations, actually- I read a pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, br- and I'm just bringing it up because I stumbled across somebody reviewing the um, Blood and Honey, the, the Winnie mm. the Pooh thing, and this person just took a scalpel to it. And and I don't mean like with surgical precision. I mean with like grand whipping angry gestures. Well, with blood and honey, I'm certainly not expecting anything good. Well, this per- that that was actually their point. I I still haven't seen it, but this guy was like, "Look, we we all know you know where we would be going with this. We all know it's in the public domain now, and we we understand the implications." But if you're going to do something like this, do at least something good. And his position was that it was ri- not judgmentally bad. He said it was just an awful movie. Well, yes. Period. This is what happens when bankable things go into public domain. They get Amityville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, it, it, as far as I know, it's it's not even... The way this guy was describing it, Todd, it wasn't even Amityville level. <laughs> he, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. He, he was just, I, I can't remember all the details, but he was just like, this thing is just bad on so many technical levels. Mm. So it was just, it, it's just there, like. There is a massive, massive crop of awful filmmakers with no skill in anything out there making movies and putting them out there for sale. It's it's just like the crappy Unity programmer, game programmers that you get on Steam. There are mm-hmm. thousands of just awful mm. games just with a bunch of game assets thrown in there and a jumble and barely tied together anything, selling it for 10 bucks, hoping that someone will bite. And here we are doing a podcast. What's wrong with us? <laughs> How do those guys get funding for, I don't know. for those they, films? I think that's, well... 
Is it someone's grandma or? Yeah. It's any number of, you know, maxing out credit cards, taking out personal loans, Uh, getting their friends to to throw them some money. I mean, the shocking, shocking aspect of Winnie the Pooh going out and killing a bunch of people is enough marketing that it'll make its money. Yeah, it's Pro. gonna it's gonna be talked about in entertainment papers and probably actually even just regular newspapers that people go, oh, I'm intrigued by yeah. this horrible. Shit I'm movie. I'm intrigued by the whole thing, but I'm now really like, oh, now it's like, well, I wanted to see this, but if it's gonna be that bad, holy crap, this sure. is gonna well, be a chore. As brought up earlier, human centipede is someone's weed idea. Well, and, and, yeah, but and yeah. A, it's a single, it's a single punchline joke that they decided to build a movie. Out. Yeah, but but it should have stopped at one. The second and third ones were not good. It, 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 <laughs> it, it, the at, I I watched Human Centipede. It was thoroughly repulsive. I love how we're on Human Centipede. But now. it was the execution was at least competent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The third you one was yeah, this. Uh, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> this is going to be a, a birdemic level of. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I oh, know. Boy. I don't know. So that's uh. kind of sad. Well, you know, that, it's an interesting point you bring up there, Kirsten, about watching a review before seeing the actual film. I rarely, if ever, watch a review before a film yeah. because I don't want that review, even even so at a sub, a sub subconscious level to affect my critical view of the film. Well, and yeah, yeah, I would go into that film knowing it was going to be a bad film. Right. But if I had watched a very critical analysis of that film like you did, now you're just going to be picking it apart yeah. at a completely different and, level. And I stumbled into it cuz this was an article about public domain. Yeah. Cuz the 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 thesis, if you will, of this article was Public domain. Here's an argument against public domain. <laughs> you know, it yeah. was like here's here's a. I'm not saying I'm not saying that that we need to totally in perpetuity rights blah blah blah. But here is an example of why we shouldn't get super excited about public domain. And I'm just reading along, and then he just start start slashing at the movie, and I was just oh oh, and it, uh, I read it. It wasn't something I watched, so mm-hmm. I just sort of, I just sort of like just stumbled into this thing, and I was I, like, I eh. said watch, but I meant watch or yeah. read. Well, well, Jeff, um, knowing this, uh-huh. um, you've never seen Birdemic, right? No, I don't think I have. Good, uh, you good. Don't watch any reviews. Okay, uh, I want you to watch Birdemic and come back with your own review. Clockwork, right. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, hey, have you seen Human Centipede? No. Well, no. Oh God. You know. Well, it's a possible vote. Oh, Oh, I know. I'm putting my vote behind that. Blarf. Oh God. Anyway, um, was there? I will not be adding my vote to that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, says the smoker. Yeah. Um, what? uh, Was there something else? There was something else. I'm not remembering it, but I wanted to mention to you. Me, Todd, Oliver Brackenberry, the gentleman I interviewed a while back, he has the, uh, both of you, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you made me drop my 
candy cigarette. Oh no! Good. Put it I, out. You're, I saved it. You're on fire. Ash. Uh, ash. Ash. Th- th- there's this whole candy cigarette pantomime happening between Var- Varg and <laughs> Professor Biggs. And God. Lest you think it's entertaining, I don't want to get that yeah, impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so entertaining. It's so entertaining. <laughs> but they are definitely entertaining themselves. I yes, they are. are. Yes, it's they are. I am the funniest person I know. That's right. Um, <laughs> Oliver has the podcast, so I'm writing a novel. Yes. Which he intersperses episodes of how he's writing a sword and sorcery novel with interviews with people in the industry. One of his latest episodes I wanted to tell you is with Jonathan Mayberry. Oh, fantastic. So you might want to look that up at some point. Uh, Matt from uh, Two Broke Geeks recently interviewed him as well. Really? Who? Oliver or Jonathan? Uh, Jonathan Mayberry. Okay. Wow. Matt. Yeah. He's... I mean, just—he's not all Santa Claus costumes, is he? No, but boy, does he do that well. <laughs> well, yeah, he does. He actually—he's yeah. got the look. All right, fine, Vlarg. What'd you do this week? Well, Vlarg's uh, what I did this week is brought to you by the oh, beefy geez. flavor of Roundup candy beef, cigarettes. Beef flavor. <laughs> Round yourself up some flavor. Roundup, you say? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I've got my own pack as well. All right. See, you're with it. I'm one of the I'm, cool I'm, I'm kids. About to, I'm about to take some Roundup, and it's not the He's cigarette. He's a cat right there. <laughs> I've got some in the garage. Let me bring it in. Thank you. That we can help. just start hey, spraying. Hey, I'm done because I've finished my pack of candy cigarettes. It's all gone. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> Why, more Roundup. God Courtesy damn it. of World Confections. Wow. Ooh, the wow. dextrose. I'm coming for you. All right. Oh, um, God. Torgo's oh. beside himself. It's great. Oh, so uh, I, I put a, I put the brakes on Skyrim for a bit because oh, oh did you now? Yeah, I did. I put that. Oh, did I now? Fuck you. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I got so powerful. I don't even loot anymore. Oh. So much money. Oh. I just go through the dungeon. Oh, you got the vapors, do you? Yeah. <laughs> He's so powerful. I'm so powerful. He needs another game. <laughs> I just I, I looted Birth everything. Of the Federation, I think, is so. No, shut up. <laughs> I just go through dungeons with a, with a cleaver and just kill everything just to get the quest log done. And it's just it's it's losing its its flavor for me. You think? You well, think you that. probably had too many candied cigarettes. <laughs> I don't. I only smoke them here. Yeah, oh, smoke. Jesus. <laughs> um. So I started playing an old favorite of mine, XCOM, and I found a new way to make it great. Now, the original XCOM or the newer XCOM? Oh no, I'm playing XCOM two. I have both of them, but I'd like XCOM 2, especially for this feature, that you can put your friends in it. I think you could do it with one, but uh, if you've been following along on the gaming sub-channel of our Discord, I've been playing lots of XCOM 2, and all of you assholes are my squad, including, like, I put the tier 5s in there as well, and I'm going to go down to 4s and 3s, too, because I keep <laughs> killing people. Um, <laughs> Jeff, you are the first to fall in battle. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I died second. Oh, yeah. I'm not resurrecting people. I'm not putting new people called Barry in. That no, you, no. you want these deaths to mean something. Yes. <laughs> and Deb was gra- Deb is always gravely wounded for some reason, but she makes a, she makes a full oh, recovery. Oh, I'm sure she is. <laughs> oh, it was a rough campaign. I put uh, uh, Major Meh and his wife Rumcake in there. Rumcake's dead. <laughs> Kay and Andy went to the hospital. So then I needed to recruit some people. So I put a bunch of, like, I put uh, Jefferoff. And uh, Aussie Matt in there, and it looks just fucking like him. And then dude did the greatest thing. I even put like the boonie hat on him, right? And then 
Like, I swear to fuck, five minutes later, Aussie Matt posts a picture of him doing, like, the same pose with the boonie hat on. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's great. It's great. And, of course, Torgo stands there and everything looking smug. And he's like a cockroach. He just won't die. <laughs> uh, who How else? many times has he betrayed Smugly. <laughs> yeah, really. No, no. He, he, he sometimes misses, but he always lives. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Mm. That's the story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow he just continues Smugly to standing survive. there, just still alive. Misses a lot and still living. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, all the tier five... Like, you don't get to choose their classes. You know, they, it's like a surprise when they level up. Um, you can force certain classes, but I don't want... I want, I want, I want the surprise. For some reason, all the tier fives, they're all grenadiers. So they're all throwing grenades all over the place. It's just a fun thing. <laughs> the cities love you. Yeah, King Vol's earning promotions left and right. No, King Vol, he's a ranger. He's up there with a sword sticking it in people. Wow. Well, those Norwegians. Oh, yeah, they're they're freaking brutal. Who else thought? Oh, yeah, uh, Lieutenant Factcheck gave his life for his uh, planet. No, yeah. I yeah, saw he, that. He yeah. died. Yeah, he, I, I put a little fedora on Am him. Am I still in the hospital? No, you're fine now. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, you're a, you're like a healer. Big Black died. <laughs> That's right. You're the goddamn cleric. Give him a guitar, too. Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck? Now so, all I just need to hear is I'm three feet tall and don't wear shoes. Uh, Steve has not gotten an outing yet. No, he came to the. Sh- he came in late, and for some reason, it, I just I just haven't gotten it's him all on board. Cancer from the cigarette. You're you've been benched. Yeah. Now look. <laughs> God. So it's a fun way to play the game, and I, I imagine a lot more people are going to die because these missions are getting real freaking hard. And I have it on veteran, and it is a, it is not a forgiving game. I imagine a lot of people are going to die. That's like one of Putin's meetings. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Mm. So oh, that's God. that's what I've been I've been keeping myself uh, entertained with over the last uh, last week. Fantastic. <laughs> XCOM 2. XCOM 2. Why, why yeah. choose 2? Uh, because XCOM 1 I played the shit out of already. Though I was looking at... Oh, this is worth mentioning. Um, I'm looking at alternatives to XCOM because they're never going to make it XCOM 3. It's just not going to happen. Um, there's some rights issues there and shit like that that I'm not fully aware of. But I started looking at other turn-based action things like that. There was a game. I don't remember the name of it, but it was set in the Wild West, and it was like XCOM. Do you remember the name of this game? Uh, not a fan, but I <sighs> yeah. remember it existed. It was a good one. And then there's a, a new one that's like XCOM called Phoenix Point, and it's available on Xbox Game Pass. It, it's a little more complicated, but it seems easier. Is this the one with the mutants? Yeah. There's mutants and three factions. You gotta, you gotta uh, do missions for, and you... Search for stuff, and it's 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 not as in depth. The story doesn't make as much sense as XCOM's. It's it's kind of loosey goosey, but it seems like the missions are really easy. Okay, except for the Overwatch mechanic, which in XCOM, if your character doesn't really have anything else to do, what you want to do is put him on Overwatch so he can just wait, and if, if something moves that he can see, he can shoot at it. The problem with that in this game, in in Phoenix Point is that your uh, Overwatch has to be directed in a cone. And if anyone moves outside that cone, you can't shoot at them. Okay. It kind of sucks in that regard. But yeah. I, yeah. These are both digitized miniatures games. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I like those games. They're fun. Now, is this on uh, with the Xbox X- Game Pass? Okay, okay. Yeah. I've been exploring that, trying to save money, because i got some big bills coming up. Um, so I'm like, okay, I don't want to go buying new shit. What is it, monthly? 
Uh, Game Pass? Yeah. It's monthly. It's monthly. Yeah. I have the ultimate whatever version with all the bells and whistles oh. and candy cigarettes. And uh, you can get all <laughs> kinds of games. Hmm. So, yeah, well, those, these my, games are also on Steam. Yeah, well, it, it the yeah, I got paid for those. My uh, my I computer did. is a uh, at at heart a gaming computer, so it's constantly pimping Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> and do you want to start your? You get a free trial. Do you want to start now? And I'm like, I really it's don't like want to go down that road. Like Thank drugs. you very much. It's like drugs. Yeah, no, I just I just can't afford another monthly thingy on the account right now. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I was. It's it's always there. It's a right in the taskbar. There's well, that little if, X. If you want free games, you can also fi- you can always fire up the Opera GX uh, browser and get the <laughs> dumbest free games ever made. <laughs> Ugh. I think I posted on Kofi that, that Steam had this amazing sale, like eighty to ninety percent off of a lot. Of yeah, I saw that actually. When uh, that. So I actually went and got Civ Six. Which is available on Xbox, Xbox Game Pass, although I don't know how I'd play that on a console. <laughs> Same thing with Crusader Kings. I'm like, really? On a console? It yeah. doesn't work. But I will say Civ 6, I'm back to Civ 5. Oh, shit. You yeah. and me both, buddy. Yeah. Another, another one bites the I, dust. I, I think everybody says that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm worried for Civ 7. I hope it's more like 5 and not like 6. Yeah. I don't the, know. It's just clunky. Civ 6 is just clunky. Yeah. I mean, it's got all these other uh, options, but the options just kind of... It makes you think too hard about the game. Oh no! It's too micromanaging. Yes, yes, yeah. that's what that's what the thing. Is. I don't like micromanaging every single city. I like to be able to put the governors on and be like, "All right, this is what I want you to do. Go and do it. Mm-hmm. I'll come back and see how you did that one job I gave you to do." Yeah, and then trying to wow. f- like Civ Six, the big thing that's clunky is trying to figure out where you're going to put your districts. It's zoning. Yeah, zoning. Yeah. yeah. It's bureaucracy, the game. Yeah, it really is. It's and I too like bureaucratic. That. It's yeah. an interesting idea, mm-hmm. but in execution, Ugh. it's kind of dull. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's just, like I say, it's clunky. just clunky. Yeah. 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 Well, well, that's what I did. Golly gee. Uh, this week, I continued to play the Harry Potter game. Uh, that's a lie. I never touched it. Uh, again, <laughs> instead, I played No Man's Sky again. Oh man, <laughs> you're still playing I, that, huh? I uh, heard there's some. There've been some recent patches and updates on it, right? Uh, again, big kudos to the developers. That game gets continuously added onto at no extra cost, making the game better every time they do it. Uh, but I don't know. There is some weird catharsis with me in that game. That game is a psychological Band-Aid for me. <laughs> I think it's because I don't, very few games are that immersive. Like once I start it up, it's my focus. It, I, I, I lose hours. It's, it's But like Civ, I can't play because I become too focused and I lose all my time where to go. Uh, this is the same way, but it feels... Uh, like uh, the time that I used wasn't wasted for some reason. Hmm. Uh, but No Man's Sky, I have now played it on every console I, I have available. Uh, I look forward to eventually playing it on the PS5 VR2 system when uh, eventually I get one of those. I don't know. I just, I just love, I just love that game. It scratches an itch. It really does. Well, I thought it I, would for me too. I just didn't. I didn't get it. Yeah, there's. I think it's just the exploration. I just like just ex- even though I realize it's all procedurally created. I have a feeling when Starfield comes out, 
it's gonna do the same thing for me. Star At least I'm Starfield ho- or or Star Citizen. I, no, no, I, I get a little Citizen. confused. No, this is the Bethesda one that's coming oh, out well, later this year. Yeah, Bethesda. Come so on. it's 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 Space Skyrim. Uh, so did Star Citizen ever? Is that? Uh, it's it's never officially been released. It's still in alpha. It's made all the money it ever needs to make and continues to do so. It's one of those dumb alpha games that will always be an alpha. Yeah, forget it. Then. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's really all I've done. That and watched a lot more uh, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, the writing's gotten a lot better in Sons of Anarchy. Now in the fifth season, yeah. middle of fifth, fifth season. Uh, some fun, season four was just a blowout. Loved that season for those who have watched it. Is that the one that go to Ireland? No, it's post that. Okay. Yeah, this uh, it's uh, it, it it is the one where the uh, the black guy from the Matrix is the big bad guy. Lawrence Fishburne. No, the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah, it's uh, that's we lose some major characters in season four in very horrendous ways. And when uh, Barry warned me that parts of the show is really hard. He was talking about season four. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. kind of rough. Yeah, yeah. but wow. uh, but really enjoyed that. It it was uh, not a not a tearjerker, not to the level of uh, some moments of The Walking Dead, but it's edging close. Ooh, so edging. Uh, so that's what I did. But what did the rest of the world do? Let's do some news you don't give a shit about. Oh, oh god! Yeah, yeah right there. Oh. Your reaction. <laughs> he took the cigarette out of his mouth. I know. He's like he's like smoking in the midst. It's like, dude, that's post. That's not. not you you, you see what, why I hate this is I look over at him and I'm immediately brought back to college theater. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's Steve well, I, right there. I should be wearing a black turtleneck if that's good. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, oh, I, I do have one other thing. Oh, what you want to uh, You were talking about Sons of Anarchy and, and writing and progression and watching. I just figured I would annoy the living shit out of you guys by letting you know I did a lot more YouTube rabbit hole watching clips of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul on YouTube. <laughs> I'm glad you shared that. Wow, with thanks. Us, I guess. So I'll do things like I'm like, oh, Lalo, who's this Lalo Salamanca guy? And then Why don't I'll you just... just watch the damn show? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm getting all the seasons and just like you know three or three hours of YouTube wandering. Uh, Why do it? just it just feels like you're lacking any context for those <laughs> clips though? Oh no, it's okay because I'll be like, that doesn't make any sense. Why did that happen? And then I'll go find the clip that tells me why that happened. You know, I've been I've I've watched the whole thing with Hector and Gus. You, and see, Barry, this is why I'm doing the thing with the Spotify hip hop history, <laughs> the way I'm doing it. Because if I do it the way you want me to do it, Barry, I'll end up like Kirsten. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a valid point. Yeah, I, you don't I, ever want to end up like Kirsten. I just I enjoy the hell out because I'll just I just find every single scene with Mike. God, what a character! Jonathan Banks does such a wonderful job. Yeah, you should watch the show. It's, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, you should watch I, him in Community. Yeah, I've, I was just gonna say. Yeah, I've already, a, I've already seen the show. He, uh, he takes <laughs> over for Chevy Chase. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, wow. he doesn't take. What? Well, I mean, kind of. He replaces. They booted Chevy Chase out. Wow, just watch Community. College theater kid. We all, we all fills the void left by Chase's departure. Chevy Chase is always better as an idea than a person. Yeah, no kidding. Very true. So, would you stop? 
He's like, he's like, yeah, and he's like all mournful, and then he takes a drag from his candy. Just took just, a drag from my candy oh cigarette. God. God, he's gonna start yes. breaking up yes. beat poetry. I want, I want this to get to the point that it annoys Barry. Uh, already there. Nope. Reaching, <laughs> reaching for the roundups. I need the taste of beef gelatin. You said you were done for the night, Barry. I can quit any time I want. Reaching for Clearly the roundups, uh, Todd. We have to put out our. Uh, a Geek Shock brand, Reach Around. <laughs> candy cigarettes. Reach around, candy. Have you, uh, have you had a long, hard, stressful day? Yes. Take the edge off with a Reach Around. That's Get the full beef just, flavor. Just in between your fingers with a soft puff, gentle on the lips, easy on the throat. Reach Around. You <laughs> don't give a shit about. Thank you. <laughs> Monster Energy Drink is once again going after a game developer for using the word monster in its game title. The last time this happened was in 2020 when the beverage brand clashed with Ubisoft over the name Gods and Monsters, the original game for Immortals Phoenix Rising. Wow. At the time, Monster claimed that the trademark was too similar and would confuse users. What the <laughs> Monster Drink, what the video fu- game. What fucking balls on this company. Yeah. Uh, this time, Monster Energy has decided to flex its muscle at indie developer Glow Stick Entertainment, which has made a game called Dark Deception, Monsters and Mortals. According to founder and CEO Vincent, Vincent Livings, the overreaching settlement terms sent to Glow Stick state that in exchange for being allowed to use the current name, the studio will have to refrain from naming any other game with a variation of the word monster. Livings has decided to fight the case. Better. Yeah. Rather than give in to Monster Energy's demands. Uh, Additionally, he also tweeted saying that he will share everything he receives from Monster's lawyers so that other devs who get harassed by them will know their tactics. Quote, it also forces us to agree to never use a green and white logo on a black background for any game we ever make. Uh, So they own the colors green and white, too, apparently. Uh, Living's tweeted, revealing more of the brand's demands. Mm. Uh, Continuing, any logo that has a monster-style font will be deemed confusingly similar to Monster Energy's logo. It demands that we never use one for any future games. This means that they could demand that we change Dark Deception's logo as well. It can be applied broadly, unquote. By agreeing to these terms, Dark Deception Monsters and Mortals could never have a sequel with the word monster. I, I kind of want to wow. see Universal. I was the, just gonna yeah. say the shit out of Monster Energy Drink because yeah, they have been using variations on the the squiggly lettered monster for decades they sh- prior you're to. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Also, they, could, they would squash them like a fucking or, bug. or whoever's currently got the rights to famous monsters. Yeah. Uh, uh, Geek Shock. We need to make our own little video game titled. A monster drinks the blood of its victims, and then we just need to just bring it. We need to find bring, a sugar daddy. That bring it. Well, you, aren't you smoking your sugar daddy? I am smoking my sugar daddy. Yeah. Um, Tasty. And just just bring it, monster drink. Just bring it. Come on, Sue. We'll open up a GoFundMe. We'll clean up. With a GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, okay. hey, Stormy Daniels did okay with a GoFundMe. Is she now? Yeah, her lawyer's in jail. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. News don't give a shit about. 
Uh, Jamie Campbell Bower, the actor who plays the villain Vecna in Stranger Things, is set to star in a remake of the 1980 horror film Witchboard. In the film, quote, Emily, her fiancé Christian, and a group of their friends open an organic cafe refurbishing an old carriage house in New Orleans' French Quarter. But a darkness descends over Emily when she discovers an ancient pendulum board once used to summon spirits. Christian asks help for Emily from occult expert Alexander Baptista, but Baptista has secrets of his own. Knowing the fateful bloodlines that binds them all to the witch board. A modern coven of white witches, a masked ball at Batista's mansion, and the legacy of Nagasoth. The queen of witches are all part of a dangerous game that puts Emily's very soul at risk. Unquote. This did not need a remake. Uh, the original movie centers on Jim and Linda, who decide to throw a party. Uh, Linda's ex-boyfriend, uh, Brandon, brings out a Ouija board, contacts a, a pleasant kid named David. Uh, apparently, lines get crossed, and they reach, a, instead, a, a less pleasant uh, Malefitor uh, uses connection to the world to wreak havoc and defy, terrify new acquaintances. Uh, the remake yeah. will be directed by Chuck Russell, uh, who did The Blob, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, uh, from a script he wrote with Greg McKay. Uh, the filmmaker is said to go, quote, beyond the original IP with a deeper storyline, high-intensity scares, and imaginative visuals, unquote. Film shoots in May in Montreal and New Orleans. And I imagine that's going to appear on some streaming horror network and not in the uh, movie theater. Well, it will definitely find its way to Shutter, no doubt about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Quibbly, whatever. I would love to see somebody <laughs> do a parody where it's like a supernatural switchboard, and all it is is the... The operator sitting there Switchboard. plugging the different cables in. Switchboard. <laughs> uh, hold on. I'll connect you. <laughs> Jeff, uh-huh. you need to make this movie. Yeah. This is a, an asylum origin. Dude, yeah, right? This is, this is, yeah. This is, this is one of those things Todd was talking about. We make it cheap and it's going to light on fire. If you want to make that movie, I'll be in it for scale. Oh, for scale? <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. As no. in size scale. It's going to be a small. Oh. Ah, height oh. joke. <laughs> Points. Here, kid, let me put you the trailer. It's a teaser trailer. You just hear these voices. Uh, switchboard, switchboard, and then the door closes to the room with the switchboard, but the S falls off of it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> No, nope. it's a winner. It's a winner. <laughs> wow, they're all winners. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember watching Witchboard. I probably saw it. In yeah, one of the VHS horror evenings <laughs> of of my ill spent youth. Yours and mine both. Uh, I remember there being quite a few of them. At least three. Were there now? Yeah. Yeah. I only yeah. ever saw the first one. I was like, eh. But I think it went more because wasn't that the one that when. It went to number six. It was Witchboard 666. Oh, okay. Well, you got to do that. Yeah. Just like when we have a monster drinks the blood of its victim 666. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you got to tie into the whole conspiracy. That, that's going to be funded by the money we make off of monster drinks oh, when yeah, they yeah. sue us. <laughs> and we counter sue. Uh, so, yeah, does Witchboard need a remake? I don't know. Nope. I can't remember the damn thing. Uh, but... Doesn't that speak to the fact if you're going to yeah. remake a movie, remake stuff that wasn't so great in something There you better? go. Yep. And I will say this. The one part about that that did intrigue me was I'm I'm kind of a fan of the Blob remake. And I'm a massive fan of uh, 
Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Okay. That's the, my favorite of all of them. Yeah. So, I mean, the people behind it at least have some decent pedigree. The Blob remake was good. Yes. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. The, is the sheriff there? No, he went out. I don't know where he is. Blob. <laughs> Melting on the side of the... There you go. That's that's your 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 piece of the Blob, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Reenacted for you by Professor Biggs. Did yeah. actor, actor extraordinaire. Did they ever follow that up? <laughs> Did they ever follow it up with like a blob two or three or four? Because no, no, no. they opened it at the end for that. Yeah, yeah. The preacher with the scar has it in a in a glass jar mm-hmm. somewhere. And he's like, yep. God will give me a sign. Nope. Apparently, I was the me and maybe one or two other people at this table were the only ones that saw it in the theater. So <laughs> total. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it it's I'm only finding two sequels. Only finding a Witchboard two and three. That could be another one. I'm I am of. so sad. Whatever. I only remember there was there was a sequel in like the early '90s. That's the only one I remember. Yeah, I don't know how many total they did. I I, I think it was only two. Hmm. Yay, Witchboard! Yeah, <laughs> Wicked Geek! Hooray! So the Witchboard movie is no. Oh. You made me eat my cigarette. Good. Uh, first, a correction. Choke on it. Uh, a correction. Yeah. Uh, last week we talked about the largest board game, and. Oh. Uh, Few people reached out to me, and uh, yes, uh, there is a larger board game than the one I sp- spoke of. Uh, the largest board game, and this I got off of uh, Guinness Book of World Records, uh, is commercially available. It measures uh, twenty three thousand two hundred seventy nine square centimeters. What? Why are you giving me? Okay, fine. I did the math for you. Okay, <laughs> it's seven hundred and sixty three square feet. Holy crap! And that the wow. and the idea in this it couldn't be like a fold out like paper thing. It had to be on a board. Uh, this is on a board. How the it's multiple boards put together, but it's on boards. Uh, which was I'm on board with that by a game called World in Flames uh, by the Harry Rowland and Australian Design Group. That's the name of the company, Australian of Design Group, uh, in Queensland, Australia, on fifteenth of August, twenty eighteen. Uh, the game also includes uh, 4,800 individual half-inch counters, two 96-page rule and campaign books, and five game charts. Uh, for those who don't know, and that's most of you, uh, the game <laughs> starts in 1939 and covers all aspects of World War II, including diplomacy, warfare, and production globally. Wow. How is it meant to be played? Uh, it's uh, Painfully. It's, yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, now, because of this, this obviously was built to be this, the world's largest game, right? Yeah. So I, I tried to dig a little deeper, and frankly, as far as like mass-produced, readily available games, I haven't found one larger really than Battlemasters, and I've been looking for it. So if you do find one that isn't World in Flames, uh, bigger than Battlemasters, let me know, because now I, I, it's become an obsession. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I appreciate that. I'd love to see that, but that was built to be the biggest. Yes. That's just silliness. No, I want one that's <laughs> like you need a six by six foot table to hold. You know. But to be fair, they did make about, this yeah. game. It was multiple play tested. It is available commercially. You that can version? buy it. Yes, you can buy this. How much is that? Version? I didn't see. Well. I think we've got a new Kofi objective <laughs> to buy and play that game and yes. record it. We will get an arena. Yeah, and we'll, we will LARP it, and we'll we'll fly to Australia too. We need play tanks. it there. Can we get tanks? You're welcome. I hate you. 
<laughs> We're just going to draw large hexes on the earth. Well, really, I mean, that you, you just find yourself a big old plot of ground and do half-inch square grids yeah, forever. All, all he needs a good mower and a weed whacker, and you're good. <laughs> to level the ground. Oh, by the way, weed whacker, mower. We had vicious wind today. Oh, yes. Just like crazy blowing shit around. Yeah, 60 mile per hour gusts. And I shit you not, in the middle of all that, I'm just like, wow, this wind is crazy. I wonder how Steve's doing on his way up here. (laughs) Here, a landscaper at my neighbor's house with a leaf blower. Get out of here. (laughs) I was like... Now what is he doing? He's, he's intercepting things midair I don't in real know. time. I, I'm I'm thinking maybe I'm thinking maybe because uh, actually I I sent a text to Maple Leaf about it, uh, and and he was like, well, it might be their day to work. <laughs> just like we're gonna fucking work. We're contracted. It was hilarious though, because dude, people, we we just had the whistling wind. I mean, you you the. My house, you could actually feel a little bit of movement if the wind gets big enough, and you see all the trees everywhere around shaking, and you hear the the hoof and the poof and the whistle. The hoof and the poof. Yeah, and then you get this, and it was just, it was hysterical. It was very funny. I just wanted to throw that in. Yeah, um, when I was at my pee break in uh, Barstow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you. sharing. Pee break, oh, really? Hang on, hang on. On my winky break. There it is. <laughs> it's a chapter well, out of the Steve Biggs autobiography. To, to be fair, if to you stop fair. in Barstow, you do want to give the reason why. <laughs> exactly. As opposed to your car dying in Baker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as I was texting that I was on my Pavlovian pee break in Barstow, my car was just going, and I thought somebody was leaning up against it, and I was looking around, nope, everyone else's car was doing that Wait a minute, is this while you're peeing? Uh, Yeah, it made holding the cup really hard. (laughs) (laughs) It's like he doesn't have to stop in Barstow to pee, he just sees the sign Barstow, and he's like, oop, I gotta grab the cup. While I'm driving. Yeah, well, Pavlovian response. Yeah. Yep. yep. Anyway. Yeah, I was just like, what is up? And then, you know, you could hold the cup between your knees and then you can have both hands to text while you're driving and peeing. That's some special skill level shit right there. Safe driving tips from Geek Shop. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's going to get a catheter and he's like, I don't yeah. even have to stop. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to ask you to roll a skill check on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, at least I washed the inside of the window. Oh, <laughs> wow. <sighs> I'm not taking responsibility Street for that. Streak-free ammonia. Sure. Not <laughs> driving across. Streak-free. Geek shock. Streak-free ammonia. Depends how many vitamins I had that day. Oh, okay. Or would you need to sell more uh, products? Is that what we need to do? <laughs> okay. Streak-free ammonia with extra B-complex. <laughs> yeah. If only it were that complex. <laughs> Disney Studios has been in the process of a massive layoff, with CEO Bob Iger cutting an estimated 7,000 jobs. The layoffs are a way to help cut down on the $5.5 billion needed to improve the company's financial numbers because, you know, too much money is never enough. 
However, there is one big executive that lost his job in the process. Yes. The chairman of Marvel Entertainment, Isaac Ike Perlmutter. Yes. Uh, This report comes from the New York Times. It was confirmed by Disney. He's been a... A thorn in the side of Disney and Marvel and the cause of contention for years. He was reportedly given the news over the phone call, and he was also told that Marvel Entertainment will be folded into Disney's larger business units. Perlmutter attempted to fire Fige back in 2015. Fige. And, and while it sucks to see so many people losing their jobs at Disney, at least I Perlmutter is out. Uh, Marvel Entertainment will now fold into Marvel Studios, which is run by Kevin Fige. Feige. So, uh, yes, Ike Perlmutter, the uh, the guy that ran Marvel way too long. The comics division, the early television division. Uh, thank goodness. I, yep. I, 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 again, all that, most of that is bad news. But take, I mean, take this golden egg from yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's taking a good The only parachute. real silver lining in all those mass layoffs is it does seem that the vast majority of the layoffs are in executive level positions and up. There's they haven't laid off any like park personnel or Okay. You know, like I think they did laid off like some animators, but not a lot. So I mean I'm still delving into that because sure. uh, I know big part of the reason why they did that was they were trying to fight off a, a proxy battle yeah, that was going on. Sure. Ike Perlmutter. Yeah. A big but, Trump Trump donor. Um, yeah. Oh, fuck him. Yeah. Pearl, casual Pearl racist, <laughs> casual sexist. Yeah. Yeah. Re- re- well, re- reportedly, when they did the uh, the change for uh, War Machine, the, uh-huh. the character, uh, when they changed characters, uh, he something, said something along the lines, reportedly, uh, that uh, can't really tell black people apart anyway. It's, it's oh, I yes. curl butter. Uh, is go away. It's yeah, and away. it's interesting because I guess Iger just really wanted him gone from the beginning. Yeah. of the merger, but well, he, he was causing a lot of problems in the yeah. TV division, trying to uh, exert his. Yeah, well, and the fact that that Iger had to step in to save Feige's job because Perlmutter yeah. was bound and determined to get it rid of him. And uh, he stepped in and says, "No, no, 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 no. This kid's this kid's got something. He's a real producer. The, the kid stays in the know. picture. Yeah, the kid, the kid <laughs> stays in the picture." You did. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Good, honestly, good riddance. Good riddance. See, I don't do that. I don't do that with the candy cigarettes. I don't ham it up the entire damn time. You don't. You don't. Just only part Why of the that? time. I don't know. You, you know prop. what? Thank you. You, what, what, I, you need to be my new moral compass. What, oh my Christ! What what Barry's trying to say is he doesn't inhale. <laughs> oh. You gotta inhale, otherwise, what's the point? Oh God, Barry, with Steve as his moral compass, <laughs> we're doomed. This, we we this, are literally doomed. There, there is a there is a line in the Book of Revelation. <laughs> That and signifies. And the fourth seal burst wide open, <laughs> and out came candy cigarettes and bats with three heads. You know what we need to do, though? What's that? Come up with candy matches and candy lighters. <laughs> <laughs> and the candy lighters will be filled with uh, like like juice, yeah, yeah. little oh. sour, sour, sour candies, sour candies yeah. yeah. And then the lighters. Will, the oh, the wax. Doing? They can be wax yeah, yeah, lighters. The wax, yeah. the wax lighters. <laughs> little nickel nips, absolutely. Oh my Christ! <laughs> I, you know what? Hey, so long, Ike. 
It's been real. <laughs> uh, I I love the whole I love the whole just making the job redundant thing. We had an HR director from hell at Star Trek. This is post you guys. She Everyone ran take a drink. She ran around like she was a co GM, like she was top wow. of the and and she just like tried running the place, <clears throat> and she got away with it. It was amazing what she got away with. Oh yeah, no, it's yeah. He's, oh, you know who I'm talking about. Oh, I know exactly and, who you're and, talking and, about. I mean, just interfering in in retail, food and beverage operations. I mean, she just was all over the place, telling people what to do, getting things changed and stuff like that. She, and and also did some highly illegal uh, filtering of applications. Oh, oh, I'm not oh, talking. Yeah. I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking no? about <laughs> the, other the other one. one? Yeah. Oh, there's multiple. Uh, yes. <laughs> Shit rolls downhill well, in HR. Well, the, the funny thing was, is the way they got rid of this person, this little Napoleon, was they did a series of layoffs. And they just folded HR into finance. <laughs> and the finance person, I can't remember her name. but I, I don't either. She took over HR, and then uh, the little... The little dragon lady was was told you you need to you're done. Well, that's uh, that's how they got rid of our uh, restaurant GM. Yeah, yeah. At Quarks was you know they felt like he was getting paid too much, and there were some other uh, n- more nefarious reasons they wanted to get rid of him. So did the same thing. They did the lay the round of layoffs, and he was one of the ones that was yeah, let go yeah. with apparently a very nice. Uh, uh, compensation package, yeah. Because when he told us, he's like, "Hey, don't worry about me. I I made out pretty well on this well, deal." I, I, and I'm I, just sitting there. I'm like, well, yeah. "All the story. If if even half of the stories <laughs> I've heard about you are true, you're getting paid to go away." Yeah. No. Well, it, I read an article about that about this phenomenon of people who have been terminated with severance packages, and so they go on vacations, they travel, they just take six months off. <laughs> It's like, Jesus, it really pays to be a asshole, doesn't it? My God. But anyway, the whole redundancy thing and goodbye so long. Thanks for all I the just, fish. I just love it. I just love it. Uh, on the subject of comics movies, since we have Mr. Expert here. Oh, boy. Uh, can I ask Steve uh, 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 his opinion on the whole uh, the whole The Rock and Shazam and... If you think his opinion's worth something, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Which which it's not. (laughs) You know, because I'm like hearing, I'm beginning. I don't know what you're talking about. It looks like the PR, the PR rainbow that encircled uh, the rock, Dwayne Johnson, in a kind of halo, making him a darling of fans and industry alike. It's beginning to get a little tainted. What happened? What are you talking about? So. Um, the penny version, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, and, but do you have an ashtray? I need to. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you're sitting on the ashtray. All right. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we really need to be streaming these episodes, <laughs> no, like no, video. No, no, we don't. <laughs> on Twitch, we'll do a Twitch. Um. All right. So yeah. So apparently, the behind-the-scenes shenanigans. Uh. The. The Rock basically went over everyone at DC Films' head to get Black Adam made, uh, and that's how Henry Cavill got his got his cameo at the end of it. Spoiler alert! And and Cavill thought he was back, and 
but then there's all these other shenanigans that are coming out since then. For instance, two of the Justice Society characters, was it Adam Smasher and Cyclone, were supposed to be the characters at the end of Shazam 2 that tried to recruit him into uh, the Justice Society. And The Rock says, no, you can't use those characters. Those characters are in my movie. Those characters are my my characters. And they're like, uh, are they? All right, well, and so he's just throwing his weight around a lot because he's The Rock and he's going to be a big star and Black Adam's obviously going to be pulling in a, bi- a million do- a billion dollars uh, over, oh, that didn't happen? Oops. So, yeah. And so, there, yeah, so there's all this behind the scenes where he was just really throwing his weight around and it wasn't James Gunn and Peter Safran because Peter Safran was one of the producers on Shazam 2. Um, I think it was Zaslav basically saying, yeah, I don't think we're getting our money's worth uh, with The Rock here. I think he's, you know, he's, oh, God, what is the phrase where you... It, it's he's being pearl-muttered? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Well, it's kind of it's kind well, of whatever the showbiz version of he's all he's all uh, hat no horse something like that, you know. All hat no cattle. All hat no cattle. Yeah. Oh shoot! He well, yeah. Oh, 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 he oh, oh, hang on. His cigarette. Yeah. That's a fire hazard. <laughs> According to multiple sources, The Rock is the reason why we didn't get even a cameo yes. in Shazam. Right. Right. Of Black Adam because he was very adamant about them being two separate properties yeah. which mm-hmm. is ridiculous considering how linked those two characters yeah. are he, he doesn't yeah. he did Black want... Adam is Captain Marvel sh- yeah. uh, slash Shazam's arch nemesis and it, it made sense to a point like if you're going to have a Shazam movie to establish Shazam and you're going to have a Black Adam movie to establish that character I could kind of see his point of view there but the fact that he planned on having his film franchise completely separate yeah. from yeah. and not having cuz he said he wanted to fight Superman Superman right. not, not Shazam. fight Shazam which yeah he does both in the comics but it's still Shazam's yeah it's yeah. also funny because in addition to all this remember years ago the big uh kerfluffle when uh between him and Vin Diesel mm-hmm. on the Fast and Furious movies and stuff like that now the worm is turned and people are starting to tell stories about how maybe the rock was the problem at, at the at the the fast and furious things and there's this quote from Momoa who did the latest I guess the latest fast and furious he played the the villain and he was like, yeah, you know, it was really weird because I got cast and I'm like, okay, I realize I'm going into this. I realize this place has got a lot of problems. There's a lot of baggage, but you go in, you make your movie, you do all right. And I got in there and everybody was great. Everybody was supportive. Everybody had fun. We, we just did a, we, we did a bang up movie and we had a great time doing it. So I was totally surprised. Didn't John Cena say like basically the same thing yes. too? Because he was in the last film and right. then he's in the... The newest it's, one, and it's so weird because it's like for decades, yeah. Dwayne Johnson has just been like the golden boy, where ev- everybody just speaks so glowingly, and he's 
you know, charismatic and everybody loves him and all that. And I mean, shit, I watched Hobbs and Shaw. I went and saw Hobbs and Shaw because of him and Jason Statham. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of movies I've watched because of him. Yeah. But the worm is turning in the PR media world. It's very possible he's a a good person outside of his professional realm, but there are also people that when they're in their quote-unquote professional mindset, that they're super controlling yeah. mm-hmm. of everything. And I get that impression from just reading you know, or watching interviews with him talking about being a producer on a project, etc. It's like he needs to have control over every aspect mm-hmm. of how his character is portrayed in whatever franchise it is. Because right. I, I remember him talking about it in the Jungle Cruise and, you know, he's talking about making his character not like every other, you know, version of the skipper that you might have seen when you're doing the real Jungle Cruise, et cetera. So, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's Barry's face. on that. <laughs> it's, it's possible he could be a really cool person to hang out with outside of that, but... Barry, no I way. know people that Not have been all. like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I've worked with people like that. Yeah. Where it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, they're completely cool and normal outside of work, but when they're at work, they're insufferable. Yeah, like Josh Gad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Lord. Oh, poor, poor, poor Josh. Jack Black. Poor Josh. Awful. But anyway, I was curious as to the whole DC angle on this stuff. Like yeah, that. it's, uh, it, yeah, he was just throwing his rock weight, weight around and... Everyone's saying, hmm, we're not getting as much return on The Rock as well, we... Well, yeah. I mean, we're kind of... We... One of the worst performing DC movies ever. Yeah. yeah. And it really is just kind of hot garbage. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's... Oof. Steve said hot garbage. has so many problems. <laughs> and he's a smoker. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I went into it going, I'm like, okay, you know, it's probably going to be okay, but... Right. It right. was just that. It was just okay. Yeah. It had... No business having the budget that it did nope. for what we got. Mm-mm. If it was a low budget film, I could kind of understand. Wow! But considering it was one of the highest budgeted mm. DC films of all time, it should be. It should have yeah. spent more on that script. Yeah, because there is like zero character development in that entire movie. Hawkman's just an asshole who has one line in the entire movie: "Heroes don't kill." Uh, what but, do you want for lunch? Heroes don't kill. Um, Adam Smasher and uh, was it Hurricane? Was it uh, Cyclone. Cyclone? Thank you. He's the, Have he's like the Groot of the DC universe. They're they're nothing but their abilities. Yeah, it looks yeah. like there were scenes that may have been shot that they could have started to have. Oh sure, some character element that got cut out. Yeah, and uh, Pierce Brosnan for the amount of screen time he got brings it. Yeah, and I would have loved to have seen more development out of the entire Justice Society. Well, prior to their interaction with... I hope Dwayne Johnson lets him do more Dr. Fate stuff. <laughs> Oops. Um, <laughs> yeah, it. you know, and again, this just goes back to, you know, Warner Brothers just simply has not known how to set this franchise up. Every time they every time they rebooted it, it's, it's just another logistical... There should have been a Justice Society movie before they show yeah. up in Black Adam. Well, Why the hell because... are they even in Black Adam? Just right. Oh, because we can't have Shazam. Well, and apparently they were originally going to try to 
tie Shazam into Justice Society mm. in yeah. Shazam 2, yep. but because of the COVID delay between one, uh, the first movie and the second yeah. movie and a whole bunch of other shenanigans, they By didn't the rock, really. Since you yeah. can't use my characters. So, they're not your characters. Yeah, they're they, Warner uh, Brothers COVID. Characters. Fortunately, none of this even matters anymore now that it's in the hands of James Gunn and then the Flash is going to wipe everything, can, has the ability to wipe everything away. Well, now, see, so you say that. Uh, yeah. You mean... Now that it's in the hands of uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran, the producer of Shazam 2. Oh, wow, Steve. Yeah. And this mm. is a DC fan, folks. Yeah. Now that it's... No, I'm saying I'm not at all sure that we've seen the last of Zach, uh, Zach Levi Shazam. Yeah. Okay. Well, it'd be I, nice, I, although he's been talking some grim stuff. Because hasn't he been a little a little uh, well and, talking and, lately? Well, I, did I, you I, see Anson Mount's post where some of that stuff was taken out of context? Okay, and, I did not. I did and not. Uh, like Anson Mount even like apologized to Zach Levi, I guess both in person and publicly, saying, "Hey, I should have talked to you directly because we have a uh, a friendship, and and I should have you know not just reacted to what I was reading online okay. without talking to you." All and, right. So apparently they, they, they've cut down some of these interviews that does make him seem like he's a lot more grim and uh, negative about the, the fan response to this film. Because he does seem, from what I've personally seen recently, that he's still upbeat and positive about it. It's like, yeah, I still think we could get another film. All right. You know, he's he's trying to keep that positive attitude. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I mean... I think even with the resetting that's going on, they could still keep doing Shazam films. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and here's here's my thing. If if the Flash is going to reset everything so that nothing matters, then why have these two mid-credit and post-credit yeah. scenes that set up future storylines? Why not just cut those? And then, and then you know, maybe In my opinion, I think what it does is what? it just... Maybe Again, they, Peter Safran, one of the producers. Well, that was then. He's still, he's still one of the producers, and yeah. now he's half in charge of the future of the DC movies. I don't know. So <laughs> so what I'm saying is all of these dire things of everything's getting reset, everyone's getting recast. It's not dire. It's, it's still, a good thing. It's still an open book, uh, an open story on whether or not Gal Gadot's going to keep playing Wonder Woman. Yeah. It, it's entirely possible that she will. I hope so. Yeah. It seems to me like oh, who would they replace the her with? Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, probably. Yeah, I mean, if they did, they'd replace her with another unknown. Probably. Would be my hope. Yeah. I feel like what Flash Let's just get Linda. Carter the Flash back. is going to do the movie. She is back. She was back in the '84 yeah, as Wonder Woman. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Jeff, please continue. <laughs> my, <laughs> my my thought. I feel like the Flash movie is not going to necessarily reset the universe. But establish that there are these yeah. multiple arms of the franchise, uh, or excuse me, the DC film universe. A that can continue. Yes, yeah. That mm, can continue yeah. on in their own vein without necessarily affecting every other, yeah, branch. Um, there was because I mean, Gunn said something to that effect when he had his little mini interview that he yeah. posted or, or mini announcement rather. I think that's the interview. way you need to go with superhero stuff now. Yeah, if, if, don't 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 break your balls on continuity. Yeah, uh, just 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 do your quote unquote else worlds versions of you know 
And that is. That's, I mean, there's the Reeves-verse, the Reeves-verse uh, of the Batman and Penguin, and I guess yeah. uh, Arkham Asylum. And then there's the there's the Joaquin Phoenix, mm-hmm. you know, Joker stuff. Whatever. I it wouldn't surprise me if part of the Flash thing, much like they did when they did the Crisis, Crisis on the, on on the Earth. Arrowverse, yeah. Yeah. is that we see that there are all these other right. uh, worlds, and they pull clips out of <laughs> the Green Lantern movie or. Batman yeah. Titans or the I mean, Doom Patrol. I want to see Batman 66. Yeah. Because yeah. they tied in. Yeah. They tied in the two Barry Allens. Yep. The Grant Gustin and the, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, I'm blanking Miller. out. On Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller, yeah. So we've got yeah. those two established as being aware of each other. Yeah. Well, you know they're going to so, do that because they brought in the authority. And the authority is built on punching holes through the bleed into the yeah. multiverse. Yeah. And, and I mean, I've was very um, encouraged that uh, James Gunn said, yeah, everyone likes Superman and Lois. They're going to stick around for a while. And, of course, again, reading between the showbiz lines here, it's like, well, yeah, it's going to take them a couple of years to get that Superman legacy movie up. So, of course, Superman and Lois are going to be able to Keep stay Keep it on. going. Yeah. And which this season? <sighs> I'm behind. I'm so far behind on Superman and Lois. Lois has cancer. I, I I did read that already, so I already had that spoiled for me. Wow. Yeah, and and I was like, you know, and again, this goes back to what Matt and I have talked about and everything. It's like it's like, yeah, Superman. Okay, you want to make the case that Superman, the superhero, is overpowered and therefore not relatable? Sure. Stop telling Superman stories. Tell Clark Kent stories. Yeah. Clark Kent can't punch cancer. He also can't <laughs> stop his father from having a heart attack. He can't stop. He can't stop systemic. Well, Clark Kent has a better chance of stopping systemic racism than Superman does. But well, I mean, stop going back candy to this, cigarettes where they start by punching the factory. <laughs> That's I mean, right. it's such a small line, but in the first Superman film, you know, when he's at the 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 funeral, he's yeah, like all, all these, these powers, and I and I couldn't save him. Yeah, that's the most. That's the most Clark Kent thing he can say. Yeah, and I mean, in this last episode of Superman and Lois, and this is not a huge spoiler, but there is a, a crowd scene that happens that perhaps one of the characters would have maybe not have wanted that to happen. It turns out it's fine. But they come around the corner, and he, as Clark Kent, goes, man, nobody listens to me. And I was like, I'm sure that line happens at several Justice League meetings. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's it. That's a very human reaction to this guy who can bend steel in his bare hands and change the course of mighty rivers. But, oh, man, nobody yeah. listens to and me. And Man of Steel, he couldn't stop that tornado. Yep. <laughs> well, it's, 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 I, I, the whole heart attack thing uh, is kind of funny, too. Yeah. Because he's sitting there racing a train. And so he has superhero, super hearing, and he can't hear like the heart having a problem and then just grab dad and He's gotta concentrate. run to the fucking... He's got to concentrate. He's playing with a dog, man. Yeah. The dog's really loud. <laughs> He's got rebuild the wall of China vision and he can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, there's a Superman for everybody. Um, there's, you, there's on YouTube, there is a, yeah, a, a, a fan say. edit where... They actually edit him doing super speed rebuilding the wall instead of using the vision. <laughs> yeah. It makes a lot more sense, well, even though it's still a terrible sense, yeah. film. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, let's have a scene where he punches cancer. 
<laughs> punches her right in the gut, and you see this tumor fly out of her back <laughs> and just splat against the wall. And he's like, "Fucking a!" Yeah. Actually, anyway. you know what it's going to be? They're going to figure out that he's uh, his blood type is universal donor, and then they just inject, you know, the the. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch con blood and <laughs> I mean the uh, Superman blood into Lois and it cures the cancer. Ah, they they become super Lois? They have, or maybe yeah. that his ability to absorb solar radiation, he emits a different kind of radiation that's lethal to humans. Mm. Maybe that's why Lois is sick. Mm. Oh, I see. You're just copping off of uh, Zack Snyder's uh, um, um, uh, Dr. Manhattan. Or maybe there. it's just all the cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, anyway, they have promised to be um, not super about the resolution of that. That it's going to play out as if you needed you need human uh, uh, drugs. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah that it that they're not going to rely on. Oh, we have special Kryptonian technology that will cure your cancer. They're not going to rely on that. As a matter of fact, they've already had a line in the show about that. Hmm. So they're going to try to be true to the actual. This is what people who are going through this type of cancer go through until he punches it out of her back, <laughs> 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 back. <laughs> along with her this isn't invincible gonna say and then euthanizes her it's like thank you clark <laughs> there you go <laughs> i beat cancer <laughs> so what's your <laughs> what's your single hawk man line write to us comments at geekshockpodcast.com and I want to thank our footlong chili dog member tier 2 members Mike M Monument Ninja Scoop Heidi Johnson David Highbriar Scoop Bucky Aaron Esquire Minty Scoop 2 is 1 and Leon Mitt and of course our tier 4 members King Vol Deb T David Ferrar and J.R. Conkle and our super duper more than one line members tier 5 members Jeff Harris Ozzy Matt Mad Martron Glumley and Atomic Gumby and thank you that's not pinball for your one-off this week. That's very, very kind of you. Aww. It's, it's kind of reminded me. I, I, th- I think it's time we set up another pinball tournament. Really? Yeah, not on the new one. I was going to say, there's no. been some backlash on that. No, no, no. We'll, we'll continue to use <laughs> Pinball FX3, the one that everyone owns their own tables and <laughs> no one has to spend any extra money for dumb shit. Okay. So uh, so uh, stay tuned for that. We'll probably announce that on the Shock Monkeys layer. Want everyone involved who wants to be involved. So uh, so pay attention. If you're not part of the Shock Monkeys layer on Facebook, uh, look it up. That's the our fan run site. Uh, so uh, check it out there. And of course, you can always join us on our Kofi ko-fi.com/geekshock, where you find all sorts of goodies, extra stuff there. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. Eighties Jeff. Heroes don't get cancer. That's your fucking name. Commander K. <laughs> Blark. And with featuring special guest star in a box, Professor Biggs. And we'll talk to you next week in a box. I <laughs> wish he was in a box, like those candy cigarettes are in like a, a box. Hermetically sealed box. Yeah. A dick in a box. Yeah. He's well, a dick in a box. <laughs> what goes without saying? I, 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 hats, we now see the future, folks. There is someone who can really, really annoy Barry at his own game. Wow. It's true. I, yeah. I have deep appreciation for it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. God. 
Steve Biggs is going to be my moral compass. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm going to call up Steve Biggs when I when I'm doing something. I'm like, Steve, should I annoy Todd with uh, with some more fabulous Roundup candy cigarettes? Uh, <laughs> I'll join you. I'll join you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right down there. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. Wow. I didn't realize you were a ventriloquist, Mr. Biggs. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Any goofy fuckball idea I have, and I have a few every week. Goofy fuckball. What do you mean a few? Yeah, a boatload. An alarming number. There you go. I, I like will that. say this. Points. I, just, I will bounce off Steve Biggs first. There you go. I just love the fact that Matt always made me sound like Oliver Hardy. <laughs> he did. That's he did a horrible impression of Herman Munster. <laughs> oh, yeah, I heard you did that. Go, Grandpa. <laughs> See, that's what I hear. Is Herman Munster. I don't hear Oliver Hardy. Yeah, I know. I hear Herman Munster as well. Another fine mess but, you've you gotten know. me into, Stanley. <laughs> Grandpa. Grandpa. What? Lily. Anyway. I'm, I'm just stuck on goofy fuckball over here. I know, goofy fuckball. <laughs> that is Do a not play halfling bard if I ever heard. <laughs> you know, there ought to be a Kofi tier where I just give people my great ideas. <laughs> Oh, wait, I think what? people will pay for that. Tier six, go- goofy football goofy tier. Goofy football tier. <laughs> Where once a month I give you a great idea. Do not taunt. Do, yeah, do not taunt football. goofy football. You yeah. should mix macaroni and cheese with Fruit Loops. <laughs> it's a great breakfast. <laughs> I heard that, Steve. Mm. That would give me a fucking aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> waking up and walking downstairs and I'm eating a big old bowl of oh, yeah. macaroni and cheese and fruit loops. It's it's cheesy and crunchy, Jeffrey. Would you like some? <laughs> That's so I'm silly, almost you know. amazed that never happened when you were saying <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I deep fried it. <laughs> <laughs> You need some crispy, crunchy okra in that? Oh, that sounds like a great idea. 